Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans financed the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Also, our toll-free line, 855-2124-CBS, brought to you by Geico. Great news. You could save a bunch of money if you just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll be in Los Angeles this Thursday and Friday, broadcasting for all on a bench live from Lipstick City for a special uh Spence Jr. Porter welterweight championship fight Saturday night at Staples. Tune in and catch the big showdown Saturday on pay-per-view, also available on the Fox Sports app. There you go. Big things happening in Los Angeles. Pharrellonthebench.com is always striving to be the best, always improving, giving you more. Pharrellonthebench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L. Pharrellonthebench.com. The best site is getting even better in October. Better picks, more choices, better prices. Every sport, every day, every play. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. All of the college and pro football picks, the Dead Sea Scrolls, have been passed on to Mafia. Those picks will all be posted by first thing tomorrow morning. So you'll have them. By the time you wake up tomorrow on a Wednesday, you'll have all the picks ready to go for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday in college and NFL pain day action. There you go. Pharrellonabench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. I recommend that every time, to be honest. Very important. All right. So uh, I still have a lot to accomplish here. And we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, will the Bills make the playoffs because... Uh, they have a 74% chance to do it, according to those that are very smart, MIT-type people, that have decided that computers will determine the NFL playoffs, which I'm not sure I believe in. But I do believe in the Bills. They're a decent uh, team. They definitely have a good uh, defense, allowing around 15 points a game. Uh, another uh, theory people are saying, uh, you know, these are these overreactions, the Giants got it right with Daniel Jones. I think they actually did uh, get it right. He looked really good in the preseason, looked good in his first start. But then again, uh, they played Tampa. It's not like they're world beaters. I think it's going to be interesting to see how he does. I mean, he led the Giants back from an 18-point deficit in their first win, and it was uh, fearless. I thought the guy went out and got it done. And we'll see how he does the rest of the way. Now, for the next, what, six to eight weeks without uh, Barkley, it's going to be certainly more on his shoulders than ever. 
And then another story, the Eagles' injuries, will it keep them out of the playoffs? If they don't win on uh, Thursday in Lambeau, they got big problems at one and three as far as I'm concerned. And then the uh, Jets are worse than the Dolphins. No, they aren't. I don't believe that the Jets are worse. I think the Jets have bad luck uh, with injuries, and certainly you lose your quarterback and your backup, and you're on a third stringer who should not be playing in the NFL, frankly. Uh, they're doomed. You're also missing the core of your defense in Mosley and Quinn Williams. Like the two guys that get in the backfield and run the defense are gone as well. Uh, the Lions will make the playoffs. Uh, everybody thinks that's also an overreaction. I do not. I think that's a surprisingly good team this year. I think Patricia has actually uh, turned the corner in his neighborhood, and he's you know out on the main drag now. I think he's starting to show some signs of uh, improvement in Detroit, believe it or not. I really do. And um, there you go. You know, I just wanted to say that there have been numerous uh, stories today uh, about Antonio Brown, as well as other overreactions about him and everything else, and I refuse to uh, talk about it, any of it. How do you like that, Mafia? I've just taken him right out of the show. I don't care what he's involved in. I don't care if he's in court. I don't care if he's in college. I don't care what he's doing. I'm not talking about it. That's it. Right, until they're throwing him in jail, I don't care. Oh, I'll talk about that. I can't wait for that. I cannot wait for that. To see that guy lose everything is a great – that's like a sport in itself. That's enjoyable, uh, if you ask me. Nick in Wisconsin, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Pharrell, what's up? Hey, man. Hey, uh, I've been listening to your show for a long time, and I just want to say I am super nervous that I'm actually on the phone with you. just got a couple questions. Oh, that's cool, man. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. I'm yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, okay, Saquon Barkley's hurt. Now – I put out a waiver wire for uh, Gallum. Do you think that if I get him, if I'm able to get him, should I start him? And then the other question was... Carver High, what do you think of that? What do you think of that? I mean, if you don't have any other options, you kind of have to, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, yeah, it's kind of... Well, I uh, Raheem Mostert, he's, you know, the third man, it seems like now, even with Coleman out, so I got to do something. I think that guy, Mostert's looked pretty good. He's been I decent. do too, but they're not giving him the goal line carries. They're giving uh, Wilson or whatever his name is the goal line carry. So he had two touchdowns last week and just took him out of Burritos and uh, Mostert's mounted. So it seems like. And who is. else? And what other problems do you have? Uh, well, let's see. Wide receiver, I'm stuck between uh, Nelson Aguilar and Sterling Shepard. And that was the other question I had. What do you think, uh, Carver High? Because I think uh, Aguilar has been dropping a lot of passes. My guess is this week he won't drop a lot of passes because he's getting so much heat. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like them, but here's the one thing also. They're playing the better D. You know, Packer D's really good. Washington D stinks. Jones kind of distributed it around pretty good. What do you think of Sterling Shepard? They don't even throw the ball to him, do they? they you know, he, had, he had a good big game on did Sunday. He, did he have Stanford. a big game? Yeah. Or isn't that the other Shepard? Don't they have two of them? Yeah, they have two of them. I think they were throwing to the rookie was the guy catching uh, the pass. I, trust me, I faced a guy who had Sterling Shepard in fantasy. He had plenty of points. Really? So. All right, so uh, Carver High certainly knows a lot more than me about uh, fantasy, Nick. I'm glad that uh, you called in, though, and you dig the show. I appreciate it. Uh, Daniel Jones, he wanted to talk about. We've been talking about him all night, <laughs> how good he's been. Very exciting. Uh, your uh, WNBA team was eliminated tonight, Carver High. The Vegas Aces lost. I mean, geez, how long was that series going? I feel like we talked about that two weeks ago. They're still playing? Well, they lost in the semifinals. They're out of it now. Still it's Connecticut against Washington in the finals Honestly. now. It's time for the finals. 
About time. So we have the um, we have the uh, power rankings, Scarver High, that you love every week in the NFL. The number one team is the Patriots, then the Chiefs. Go figure. They were in the AFC Championship. Rams and Cowboys, three and four. Packers, five. Ravens, six. Saints, seven. Vikings, eight. Jesus, I don't agree with that. They're so beatable, it's not even funny. Love the Vikings, I guess. The Seahawks are nine. Texans are ten. I think the Texans are better than the Vikings. And uh, the Niners are 11. Bills, 12. Moving up the food chain. Lions, 13. There you go. Yeah, so 3-0 Niners and Bills still not getting uh, the juice yet from anybody. A slew of 2-1 and one and 1-2 one and teams ahead of them there in the power rankings. That's crazy. But that's okay. It is what it is. Um, hopefully this time next week the Bills have jumped uh, a plethora of spots in that poll. We'll see. So uh, – the Phillies were eliminated, uh, and Harper, they were booing him all day. He hit a home run in the nightcap, his 34th. The guy did put up big numbers. I think I saw there were like something like 12-4 and four against him so far this year, Washington against the Phillies. Really? Yeah, because they still got two more left, so they just own them all year. So we all know what happened. Philly, uh, 13 years, $330 million for Harper. San Diego, 10 years, $300 million for Machado. And... um. The, you know, you talk about uh, what Harper did. Um, he was healthy, and uh, he certainly played hard. There's no questioning that. And you pay him to hit home runs and put fans in the seats. And uh, attendance was up 30%. And But some people don't think he was uh, that good this year. Do you buy that? I, You know, 34 home runs, I, I can live with that. I think that's, you know, a good year. I don't care what anybody says. I think he had a, a a good year. Yeah, he had a good year. Did he have a great year? No, he did not have a great year. And that team as a whole did not have a great year. Their starting pitching was not as good. Guys like Nola, who had great years last year, not as good this year. Bullpen was awful, just absolutely awful. Seemed like their season kind of, which is, this is kind of crazy, but their season kind of went down when, when McCutcheon got hurt. Right? Yeah. I mean, he played really well for them the first couple of months of the season. He got hurt, and it's like they were never the same after that. So what do you think of uh, the Machado, uh, his first year in San Diego? Like we said, we listen, we said this back in, in January. That guy's going to go to San Diego, and he won't matter anymore. He played 147 games. Yeah, but did he, does he matter anymore? No. Honestly, did we? has there ever a night where we're in here watching the games or we're talking – where we're talking about Manny Machado and the Padres, we're not. They don't matter. Unfortunately for him, or not unfortunately for him, because that dude's got um, a lot of stacks, and he's living in paradise. So he's going to be just fine on that front. But He once had 51 doubles. This year he had 20. And uh, he's one-dimensional. But here's the great part for him now. He can go and do that out in San Diego, and nobody cares. There is no pressure on him. 20 doubles. 30 doubles, whatever. They're not who's who's going to put his feet to the fire out there. Nobody. Yeah, they're just happy he's there. His war is a full win lower than Harper's. The uh Padres are paying 10.7 million per Manny win. 
and the Phillies are dishing out six point seven million per Bryce win. That's crazy when you think about it, right? And then uh, you know, I guess time will tell. After one year, it wasn't that overwhelming, was it? It was. We know what really was overwhelming was that they both got that money. <laughs> That's what was overwhelming. That their agent conned baseball and uh, the Phillies and Padres out of that kind of money, right? And who did that deal? That Preller guy in San Diego? And then they fired Andy Green already, so he's going to get a new manager out in San Diego for sure. And that's that. So what did Cashman say as to why the Yankees passed on uh, Marcus Stroman when they had the chance to get him? He said he wouldn't even start a game for them in the playoffs. And he's right. We were interested in Stroman, but we didn't think he'd be a difference maker. We felt he would be in our bullpen in the postseason. Boy, that sums it up. He doesn't think he's worthy of starting because he isn't. Would you really start him? I think the guy sucks. I think he's been terrible in the majors. I think he's I, I, he's had two good years in, in Toronto. That was it. Would you really start him over Paxton, Tanaka, or Severino? No. Even if Severino hasn't been a I wouldn't start him over any of them. I actually would trust Hap in a, in a big spot over him. And I don't trust half that that much, believe me. 855-212-4CBS. Get you on the bench. Don't forget we have a podcast of this very show. It comes out after the show on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter at Scott Farrell, at On the Bench CBS, and on Facebook slash Farrell on the Bench. It's great because, and on CBSSportsRadio.com as well. Because you can listen to all four hours of the show without commercial interruption. Every night we put it up after the show and the next day. So on Wednesday we'll put it out again so you can see it in the morning. So check it out. The Pharrell on the Bench podcast. It's on Apple, iTunes, Google Play, all that. And it's on everywhere I just told you. CBSSportsRadio.com and on Twitter, at Scott Pharrell and at On the Bench CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right, so uh, you see all this stuff uh, in L.A., right, about Urban Meyer. It doesn't take much, right? Weren't they doing the game the other night? And was it Friday night and Bush and Liner were there? And I guess they were talking about it. There were people chanting, hire Urban. And uh, Bush has told the L.A. Times that if USC struggled, he and Liner wouldn't hesitate to recruit Meyer to lead the Trojans next year. And that... uh, didn't they just win the game on Friday night? They won the night? game, like they, but they, they still want to fire Like well, 11th-ranked Utah. They beat at home on Friday night. That guy's got no shot. Like, fire him now. Like, why even waste the time? They're just like, saying it's, a, it's inevitable that he's, going, he's, he's out. He's, they are, Urban Meyer will be on that sideline next year. <laughs> but Friday night ended with him leaving the field a winner, acknowledging uh, Meyer on the set as Meyer mouth, good job. Um... Held said, this team is special. By the end of the season, they're going to be a special product. You watch. We need to stay healthy, but this team could do some really special things. They did it tonight. Um, questions remain about the team, though. What will it take for USC to sustain momentum through their difficult stretch? They play Washington and Seattle this week. How do you think they'll do against the Huskies? They're getting 10. That might be the first time they really you know, show that they're down to the third string quarterback. The kid played great last week, but that team, Washington's rebounded from that loss that we didn't expect to them and look like they're, you know, much more focused now. But I mean, it's amazing that not only are they winning with their backup, backup quarterback, but the guy just got like the number of uh, five star recruited quarterback for next year and still they want him out of there. He's getting great players. They're winning. They're like, you know what? Still don't like him. 
So now they're dealing with um, trying to find a uh, athletic director, right? So they've got all these issues. USC 2-0 in the uh, Pac-12 and a game and a half up on uh, Utah in the South Division. Uh, uh, would a division title save Helton, or does he need to do more? The next two games, Washington after an open week, Notre Dame after that. Trojans, uh, a slight favorite of Utah. It gives them just 28% chance against Washington and 17% against Notre Dame. USC is 2-5 and five in its last seven road games. He's got to win. Even in victory, the Trojans show they had issues. Um... They have running struggles. It's really amazing. Remember, they used to never have that problem. They used to always have great running backs. Uh, anyway, uh, Myers' return to coaching is, uh, they're saying here, a far uh, from guarantee. But uh, it was impossible not to notice him watching the Trojans uh, behind the end zone on Friday night. And they say Helton's been the most successful coach since Pete Carroll. But uh, nobody has ever noticed anything he's done at USC. How could they not go after Urban Meyer? I mean, that would be the end of their problems, wouldn't it? I mean, this guy, all he does is win. It's crazy. He's like 90% wins. That's it. I mean, even more than that. It's unbelievable what he did at Ohio State and Florida. A lot of people think... Even further. Utah. A lot of people think he just cheats. I think they all cheat, so I think that that's a playing field that, you know, he just cheats better than others. <laughs> I think they all cheat. You know me. I think that all these coaches cheat, every single one of them. But you think he's getting the job for sure. It was almost like they were toying with us having him there, That you know, seeing him in the end zone and everything. Yeah, I think he'll be the USC coach next year. I think he knows that Kelly's not going anywhere at Notre Dame. That's the only job that you he think wants. that's the one he wants is oh, Notre, he Dame? Wants Notre Dame. He wants to be the Notre Dame coach. What makes you say that? He's got a lot of history there. He wants to be the Notre Dame coach. He's got history there. Yeah. What history? He was assistant there way back in the day. When he was a young kid. Yeah. Mary Ellen in Virginia. Who did he hey. coach under Holtz? Who was he a coach under Holtz? Uh, Mary Ellen, go ahead. How's it going? I got okay. your Guinness um, right there. I just wanted to, I want to talk about the Nats, but I wanted to say something. Um, I couldn't recommend any more for you to tell your listeners to use, utilize like like uh, CBS Radio or or the uh, Radio One. There was like an unlistenable show after the Nats game tonight, right. and I just had to find get you on my on my phone. Because I could not listen to the show that was going on. I had to get you on my phone. Right. Listen, the show, I, I tell people this all the time, and it just seems to be like uh, Russian to people. I don't understand. But, like, this show, it's real simple. Uh, it This is so simple. It's on Radio.com. It's on the uh, CBS Sports app, which you just get the CBS Sports app. It's on there every night, four hours, uninterrupted. Sirius XM app, four hours, uninterrupted. And on Ask Alexa, four hours uninterrupted. So I was going to hurt myself if I didn't listen to you. Well, a lot of people don't realize that the show is preempted a lot in, in everywhere. It's just constantly preempted for play-by-play and sports, which I understand. I get it. I'm in the syndication business, so we, you know, we're on when we're on. 
and uh, they they preempt us a lot for games, which is fair enough. I'm on at night when all the games are on, so uh, you know they're not going to carry me over Monday night football, Thursday night football, etc., baseball, NHL, whatever it is. So uh, the best way to listen to me now is you can listen on your local station. The affiliates obviously work; it's great. But if I'm preempted for play-by-play, why wouldn't you just go on Radio.com or CBS Sports app, Sirius XM app, or Ask Alexa? They all carry it for four hours. And then if that doesn't work for you, listen to the podcast. It's four hours without all the stupid-ass commercials, which drive people nuts to begin with. Shot of liquor. I mean, honestly, I, I think I deserve a shot of liquor as well. Oh, unbelievable. Well, the Nationals saved my day after the Redskins screwed it up the day before. Uh, listen, um, uh, I don't want to talk about the Redskins. They're not worthy. I know. They're I so bad. There, there's, I don't want to talk about my Nats having a good night. Yeah, there's nothing to say anymore about the Redskins. They're so bad. I know. So the Nationals are going to the playoffs. We eliminated the Phillies, too, and Bryce Harper. That was sweet. That was probably even uh, icing on the cake. That was very. That was the. That was the cherry and the ice. I guess, though, but who cares? Like, you know, I mean, really, it's childish. He's well, gone. Who cares? What yeah. Do you think he cares what you guys think with his $330 million? It's just, I, I just went through the trolling of the of the Philly fans on, on Washington, um, and it was just fun to get mm-hmm. them back, because they're still talking smack up Right, there. well, they all, they win everything except nothing. Yeah. But, um, but it, it's sweet. And, I, and, you know, Milwaukee, even though they don't have, uh, Yelich, they're they're still going to be tough. I I figure that's who we're going to play. Well, I think that that's exactly who you're going to play, and they're they're very dangerous. And I think they're, you know, they're both playing really well right now. So I don't really, you know, you could say uh, the the Brewers are hotter uh, over the last month, which I agree they are. Uh, but, you know, the Nationals are hot right now themselves. They sweep a doubleheader today. They're drinking beers all night. They're partying, and now they're going to, you know, be hung over tomorrow and not play well. But uh, the Brewers game is all that matters. One game, winner take all. I don't really – I'm not, you know, I'm not a fan of that. I, I don't like uh, the, you know, one and done in baseball. It's, it's very uh, stressful. It's one game. You could have, you know, one bad inning, and it's over. And then you could have a like Carver High said you could have a one run lead after or who was it Chad Duke said the guy Scherzer could pitch a one nothing gem for seven innings the bullpen comes in and gives up three runs and it's over so uh, the, your bullpen sucks yeah. and and that's a problem and really uh, the Brewers are a really good team they're playing great baseball they're not afraid of you or anyone. Well, what if, what if we start Scherzer or start Strauss and then come in with the other one after that instead of going to the bullpen? Well, if I were them, I would throw everything but the kitchen sink at him because I wouldn't trust their bullpen as far as you could spit. Yeah. I don't think that manager uh, will let – God only knows what will happen to him. He could croak in the middle of the game. Hasn't he been having, like, heart problems? Procedure on him last week. What? He had a procedure done. Well, there you go. So I don't trust his health right now, to be honest with you. You can't have him all stressed out. So here's an idea. To save his heart and to keep him alive, don't use the bullpen at all. Because yeah. the bullpen will lead to high blood pressure and heart attacks and strokes. Yeah. And then he should take all them drugs they have on TV that they tell you to take every day where they show the guy walking with the dog, and he's happy, and he mows his yard, and he listens to girly man music. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Listen. You guys don't use your bullpen. You should be fine. The, there's a lot of drugs on TV. They do all these commercials tell you don't kill yourself when you take this prescription. I, I like um, Mary Ellen's strategy to basically uh, throw 
all of the national starting pitchers in the one-game playoff. So that way, the next, even if they won that game, <laughs> they'd be down they would 2-0. be completely shorthanded to play the Dodgers three days later. So smart strategy by Mary Ellen there. Let's just throw Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin. Let's get everybody in that one game. So that way you could start, uh, you know, your bullpen. You could do a bullpen game, game one right. against the Dodgers. Listen, I don't. Uh, I'm telling you, I hate to tell her, but I I want to see the Brewers about as much as you want to see an ex-wife. Seriously, they're hot. Got away part of them. I like the Brewers in that game. The Brewers are lethal. I think we all have and they got better pitching, if you ask me, in the bullpen. We've all learned something here over the past few years, and and that's that the Nationals, when the money is on the table, and it's time to win, the Nationals never get it done. Also, we've learned that never. people in Milwaukee hate you. Uh, yeah, that's and that's crazy because um, you I'm really probably don't have gonna, a problem with them. I'm probably going to bet the, the Brewers. Brewers in that one-game playoff because right. they're going to get some nice juice, especially if it's Scherzer starting that game in Nationals Park. Yeah. So you know the Bucks were fined fifty grand today for violating team rules, and most of the fans in Milwaukee thought it was because of you. Uh, most likely, but by the way, Urban Meyer uh, really fast was the wide receiver coach in Notre Dame from '96. Through 2000, yes, 2000. Charlie Weiss? No, 96 was Lou Holtz's last year. Well, that's year. what I said, Lou and Holtz. And then the next four years were Bob Davey when he was the Yeah, I, w- I said Lou Holtz the first time. And it says you give here, me no credit. Uh, Meyer is a devout Roman Catholic and on several occasions, oh, yeah. several occasions has referred to the head coaching position of at Notre Dame as his dream job you know when so. he when he was having all those problems with uh the assistant coach uh he went to mass every morning and prayed for that guy to stop I mean, pray that nobody found his phone that's well, what he was praying well, for pray for that and pray <laughs> that and, and pray for. that the guy wouldn't uh kill his wife because wasn't the guy just an absolute animal no names here just an animal no names no names just the assistant coach he was an animal <laughs> I don't even remember his name to be quite it's honest. I, I remember his name, and I'm not going to give him any more airtime either. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. So, uh, Sean Porter, uh, going for the Welterweight Championship. He thrives on uh, fighting the best, and he'll get that chance when he meets. The favorite Errol Spence Jr. in a 147-pound world title unification bout that headlines the PBC on uh, Saturday on Fox Pay-Per-View at uh, 9 Eastern and 6 Pacific at Staples Center in Los Angeles. We'll be there. We're doing shows Thursday and Friday from there. He said, uh, it's how my dad raised me. It's where I come from. We never allowed uh, anybody to shy away from any challenge, and that's the way I've lived my life. It's not like taking on, as everyone has coined him, the uh, boogeyman or the best uh, welterweight in the world. To me, I'm taking on another great, exciting fighter. I'm going to beat that great, exciting uh, fighter. I was 10 years old playing football against guys who were 12 and 13, and it doesn't sound that big. But back when you're 10, going up against preteens, it's a big deal. Now, this is a bigger deal than that, brother. So there you go. Uh, Spence, 25-0 and 0 with 21 knockouts. Um, there you go. The only 147-pounder to have uh, fought Spence, Thurman, and Garcia all in their prime. Porter's not afraid of any of them. And uh, he's 32-1, and one, 17 knockouts, and uh, 
Yeah, I've seen him fight a lot, and uh, it's going to be interesting uh, Saturday night for sure. But I got to tell you, Spence is the deal. The uh, baseball, how about this? Uh, set a new single season strikeout record for the 12th straight season uh, tonight. Uh, so I guess uh, 41,208 strikeouts of the season, breaking the mark that was set, guess what, last year. Before the record uh, run started in 2008, the mark had been at 32,404 in 2001. Strikeouts totaled 29,937 in 96 before reaching the 30,000 mark for the first time the following year. Jesus, 41,208, that crushes those numbers. I mean, it's simple. It's feast or famine in Major League Baseball. You either strike out or hit a home run, right? That's what's wrong with baseball. Do you remember when strikeouts were a bad thing? I don't need them more anymore either. Like, like 12 no, straight years. No one cares that people Insane. strike out. It's unbelievable. Uh, should Miami, the Heat, should they trade for Chris Paul? Jeez, when are people going to get over this guy? Honestly, don't you think he's old? And, like, didn't you just watch him not get it done in Houston? Now you want to bring him to Miami, and what's he going to do there besides not get it done? There you go. There's my analysis of the trade for Chris Paul. Hate to tell you that. I thought he had a great career, but um, is it not, like, starting to be obvious that he doesn't have it anymore? I mean, what's he going to give you, 15 a night automatic? Congratulations. I mean, that doesn't cut it anymore, honestly. KD expected to miss the entire season with the Achilles. Sean Marks has said it today, uh, the Nets GM. Wasn't Why was that news? Like, did there, we know be, that already? We already knew it, but people are trying to sell us that because he was walking around New York City without a hobble that he was going to come back and play this year. I would no more let that guy play than fly a kite, right? Because uh, they got him for what, three years after that? So but it's like a four-year deal, right? And so just... Forget about it. He's not playing this year. Run with Kyrie and, and the horses that got you there, Lavert and company. I like this team. Harris, they got all kinds of talent. And uh, they, you know, we're a playoff team. They, you know, they need another piece, obviously. And they're going to get it next year. So this year, we get to see an exciting team with Kyrie. Next year, you're going to have a kick-ass team with Kyrie and KD. And that's just all there is to it. All right, Carver High. Uh, the Islanders look to build on the success in year two under Barry Trotz. How good uh, do you think the Islanders are going to be? And is the key to the whole thing that they got Anders Lee back, or what's the deal? Well, I mean, it's the same team, basically, that got 103 points last year. So you swap out Leonard for Varlamov. I don't think there's going to be that really much of a drop-off. Don't you think that guy uh, Varlamov's had his best years and that Leonard's a better goalie? He's still pretty young. He's had a lot of injuries. That's going to be his thing this year. Is he going to be able to stay healthy? Well, it's like Murray in Pittsburgh. That guy gets injured when the wind blows. Exactly. Doesn't that worry you? Some guy that gets injured all the time? Or do you just go with Grice? I'll go with Grice if he gets hurt, like with Leonard last year. Who do you think is going to be uh, – is the is the Islanders and Devils uh, the two teams to watch this year because they have Hughes, Hall, and, and Heshire and that and – well, I think the, I think the and Rangers Subban. and the Devils are both very improved. Really? The because Rangers of... got some, some improvements as well. So uh, Panarin, Brad. And... They, got, they got Panarin. They got Truba. They've got, of course, uh, Kaku. Kaku. So they're going to have – they're going to be better too, the Rangers. What do you think, Mavi? you think your hockey team is going to be good this year? I hope so. I mean, obviously, when they went out and made those moves, they're building for right now. You know, they talked about rebuilding and, you know, trying to get these guys for the future, getting rid of some of the, the bigger salaries they had. 
when you go and make moves like that, you're not waiting much longer. You want to be good now. So Malkin says, I just want to show everyone I'm not done. He had uh, 21 goals, a career low. Uh, he played 50 games last year. 51 assists looked great on paper, but uh, he had a bad year. Do you think that guy's uh, starting to show signs of being done, Malkin, Carver High? I think he needs a little bounce back year this year. He was, you could see, kind of slowed down a little bit, hurt at times. He could use a big bounce back year. Crosby put together a sixth 100-point season while also uh, being one of the top defensive forwards in the league. Uh, Gensel put up 40 goals playing alongside Crosby. Is he the man now, Gensel? More than, uh, I think he is, more than Malkin. Gensel's been incredible. Malkin's got so much talent, though. Um, Malkin said, we have a great team. We have a couple, maybe two, three, four chances to win again. Maybe not many more years that I'll play in the NHL. I understand that. I just want to have fun and enjoy it every day. There you go. Uh, they only made slight adjustments. Uh, they got rid of Kessel for uh, Galchenyuk. They got Alex Galchenyuk from Arizona. And they traded uh, Oli Mata to Chicago. And um, they got Brandon Tanev to a six-year deal in free agency. Everybody said they overpaid for that guy. So there you go. Uh, Adam in Green Bay, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Pharrell, what's going on? Mike? Hey, man. Hey, man, can I get a, a shot of tequila and wash it down with a uh, pipe PBR? Absolutely. Uh, cold golf course PBR. Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, man. Uh, basically, I'm just asking. Uh, I know Carver High, he's pretty high on uh, the Eagles winning this game. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I think the uh, they have a shot for sure, but I, I kind of like the Packers to get it done. They've been playing so well on both sides of the ball. Uh, unless they uh, you know, go in there thinking that they have this in the bag because they're 3-0 and and that they should just automatically win it. If they play up to their capabilities, if they do what they've been doing uh, the first three weeks – I think the Packers win the game. I mean, the Packers have been playing really good football to start the season, and the Eagles have sucked. And that's just all yeah, there is to it. I agree with that. And it, absolutely. And the defense on the Packers has been. It's been dominant. great. But uh, just when you think everything's easy and you got it all figured out and they're automatic and they'll get it done and chalk it up as a W, you know, two days before they play, uh, they'll go in and lay an egg. I mean, you have no idea what's going to happen. These are both. Uh, loaded teams. The Eagles have a lot of talent. A lot of people think they're a Super Bowl team, and I'm not one of them. There you go. Uh, a, a better at uh, William Hill took a $506,000 bet on Cleveland at plus three and a half the other night. That didn't happen. There you go. That's crazy. Uh, right before kickoff, 81% of the point spread bets and 76% of the point spread money was on the Rams at Caesars. Teasers were a killer. Teasers have been a half of the losses for the whole day, according to some people. Uh, some of the houses in Vegas. Uh, a better at Sportsbook Point Bet on Friday placed a $390,000 two-team money line parlay on the Packers and Niners at minus 130. The better won just under 300000 uh, At the Superbook, uh, they got hit on some parlay cards uh, that's making it a lot worse. But, yeah, it hasn't been a good day. Caesars won big on the Jets, Steelers, and Saints. Uh, was enough heading into Sunday night to endure a loss with the Rams covering. 
And I'm just looking at some of these. Dallas, of course, they were uh, th- they were betting on the Pats and Cowboys like it was uh, the freest money in the world. A better at Caesars on Tuesday placed a $1,000 two-team money line parlay on the Pats and Cowboys and won a net of $45. Jeez, I hope that was worth it. Anyway, how about on Tuesday? A better at William Hills uh, placed a 166,250 money line bet on, on UCF to beat Pittsburgh straight up. That did not go well for that guy. There you go. We had a big casino player. He loaded up on Central Florida in the second half. Central Florida won the second half, so it wiped out 70% of our win on the game, according to the MGM. Notre Dame covered the spread in that uh, Georgia game's a big winner for several sports books. There you go. Updated odds to win the Heisman. Burrow at 11 to 5 with Jalen Hurts. Updated national championship odds at the Superbook. Bama 9 and 4. Uh, Clemson 9 to 4. Georgia 5 to 1. LSU 8 to 1 with Ohio State. Oklahoma is uh, 10 to 1. Uh, don't forget to check out the podcast of the show on Twitter at Scott Farrell, at On the Bench CBS, and on Facebook slash Farrell on the Bench. We'll see you tomorrow night at 10. Don't forget you can listen to the show on radio.com. On CBS Sports app, Sirius XM app, and ask Alexa for Carver High and Mafia. I'm Pharrell. Good night, everybody. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.